Hey, Red. Hi there, Red. Welcome, Welcome to, to Red Square. Red Square. No commie talk, just common sense from, from a couple, couple of uncommon gingers. You got that right. <laughs> Ain't that the truth. So what's been on your mind today, Red? Well, a lot. And it all centers around summertime. And the living's easy. So Johnny's on the microphone with Ross and G. <laughs> so let's go right into the ginger report. Uh, What? The Let's, ginger, or I'm sorry, the look, ginger bites. How about we start with some ginger bites? Ginger. We have a pretty good one today. But we have a real ginger bite today. Yeah, Red? This one is a true ginger bite. So, uh, as so, I said, the living is easy, and our show came together easy today <laughs> because we were out on the patio, and what did we notice? Well, we're sitting out on your gorgeous patio, and all of a sudden, you say, Oh my God, what is that? And I look down, and you've got a tick stuck on your arm. On Just my drinking arm. drinking blood. Unbelievable. And and you know, because <laughs> of all these news stories, when you see a tick, you kind of freak out. Oh, the deer tick thing, the Lyme disease right. thing has been freaking people out. But you did not have a deer tick. You had a common wood tick. Amen to that. Seen them and, and how a million do you know times. How do you know that? Well, I know because I grew up in Nebraska and played in the woods quite a bit. Now, not that we had a lot of woods, but I played by the river and there were plenty of trees. And I got plenty of ticks growing up as a kid. I don't know how many total I had. I remember one time when I was in T-ball. I must have been eight or nine years old because it was still T-ball. And I'm out, you know, I wasn't all that good. So I'm out in left field. Well, at least wasn't right. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> I'm standing out in left field and all of a sudden I feel inside the like top of my ear, like the fold part of your ear, a tick in there. And I'm freaking out, standing out in left field, and I, once the half inning's over and I get to come back to the little bench, I'm telling my mom I got a tick, I got a tick. She's like, don't worry about it, we'll take care of it after the game. And I just had to play the rest of the baseball game knowing that I had a tick sucking on my blood, stuck in my ear. Right. And as an eight or nine year old, it was hard to put that out of your mind. Oh yeah, definitely. Yours though today, we tried everything. So wait, wait, I want to go back to this. How? What is the difference between a deer tick and a common was it? A common wood, wood tick, tick is what you had. Those are pretty harmless. So it had a brown body. Yeah, it, they're a little bit bigger. A brown kind of flat body, very hard back shell. You really, you can't smash them with your fingers. They're just, their hard back shell is just too hard. Deer ticks are much smaller. Um, oh, okay. They're lighter in color and they're a little harder to notice. I, I, I appreciate your small town perspective on this one because, you know, you see a tick and you your your mind multiplies the possibilities, whereas you said, don't worry, it's not a, a deer tick. It's not. Know? I knew immediately that wasn't one that you needed to be worried about. <laughs> so but I did, like, think of how the hell do we get it off your arm? Again, your your, your small town perspective, I said, I said to you as a city boy, what, what do we do? You know, What are we going to do? You said, what do we have to do? Look it up on Google? I was like, no. no. Let's get a needle and a lighter. No. Or you said Vaseline. Vaseline. And why does Vaseline work? Well, Vaseline, because the tick's head is sunken into your skin, the tick's breathing through like its body. So if you can seal off its body with like Vaseline, then it has to back its head out of your skin so it can breathe. So we tried to do that through the forest that's my arm here. Yeah, I think, <laughs> seriously, 
I think that we couldn't get a proper seal because of the coarse thickness of your the undergrowth, your Bigfoot hair in there. Seriously, my Hobbit hair. That it, it, yeah, right. The tip was like, oh, I'm right at home. Field a day. woolly, a woolly wooden creature. You know, one of my my fellow woodland creatures. Let me just suck on his arm for a while. No, but the the needle I thought would work when we heated that up and touched it. And it made it squirm, but it didn't back out. So we finally just heated up. Yeah, because you, you saw its little legs it go up and down. like, yeah. oh, I don't like this. But it just would not give up. It was, it had a nice grip. So we ended up heating up the tweezers and squeezing it and pulling it out that way. But it was so funny because we heated we hit up the, sque- the uh, tweezers and we pressed it on the body of the tick and it went, <laughs> and it did it twice. It did. It's like it, we... Boiled the little blood from the tick by squeezing it with those hot tweezers. We got it out. That's the important. We got it out, and we got the head out too. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Nothing buried in there. Everything's good. Uh, stay tuned. So for our, stay tuned for our next podcast. Yeah, to make right. sure I'm okay. <laughs> right. Uh, turns out that was a deer tick. I hope you like living with Lyme disease because that shit does not go away. And you didn't get the head. I. <laughs> It's crazy though. Uh, this when I was in college at the University of Nebraska, one of our friends, kind of a friend of a friend, she got a deer tick, and she ended up getting Lyme disease. Now, she, as far as I know, she's okay, but she got this tick. She said she picked it off in the shower, and stuck it on the piece of soap in the shower, and then just went on about her life. But then started feeling really sick, went to the doctor. They asked, you know, about stuff, I guess, and she said, yeah, actually, the tick is still at my house, stuck on the bar of soap, and they were like, bring it in, and they tested it, and it had Lyme disease, and that's how she found out she had Lyme disease, and I'm, I guess I'm not positive, but I'm pretty sure that stuff doesn't go away. Yeah. If you get Lyme disease, you you just have it. Make it link for like decades. Forever. For the rest of your life, I think. Okay, well, that makes me feel uncertain. Ah, you should be fine. (laughs) I'm, I'm sure we got the head out of there. You know, there's no spot on there, is there? Oh, my arm is like three times the size. <laughs> you got Popeye forearms yeah. now. Whoa! All right, all right. Okay. So, the Guardians report. The Guardians yeah. the sports report. It's time for the sports, sports report. report. Yeah, the Guardians. I went to the game last night. Oh yeah, and how was beautiful night though, wasn't it? Perfect weather. It got a little cool, so we put on our light hoodies and felt great. Your Guardians hoodies that we got? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Had a, yeah, our giveaway hoodies. Yep. Had a really nice night at the game. We had a nice win. We got the lead early, then gave it back, then got it back. And so, kept it. And kept it. Had some good action. Um, I loved the errors in the game. There was, yeah, exactly. There was some sloppy baseball going on there for a second. Missing grounders throwing it over people's heads there there was this one where we scored the winning run or the the, the go ahead run the go ahead run where the was it a clear ground ball to the third baseman in and I what I thought he did was instead of getting in front of it he tried to backhand it yeah and, he didn't, he and he, didn't yeah get over it and body it up exactly and it skipped off his glove and then Ramirez scampered home yep I yep. loved it I did too it was awesome yeah I didn't win my bet though like Stephen Kwan needed to get a hit, and he just did not get a hit. And then we'll be more, we'll talk more about that later. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> because of the bottom of the ninth, he didn't get to bat again. Right. You right. know that that is an issue, but okay. It was fun. And how about uh, Mackenzie? 
he his first start of the season, I was nervous about how it would go. Uh-huh. He was dominant. Five innings, five complete innings. Ten strikeouts. Ten strikeouts. So so you you, you faced 15 batters in five innings, Mr. Math. Two-thirds. Two-thirds of the batters. 66.6 repeating percent. Exactly. Isn't it? That's true. That's outstanding. Incredible. I was very excited to see that happen. I hope it continues because our ace pitcher has really not been as much of an ace. Well, Shane Bieber has been off this year. He, his strikeouts are down. Way down. His fastball velocity is down. Also true. Okay. And one more alarming uh, statistic is that he's getting more hard hit balls. Well, they're saying that it's not just his velocity. Just his stuff is not as good. You know, his pitches aren't right. as sharp. But then they also say in the very next breath, but man, does this guy know how to pitch. Yes, and that's that will be the deciding factor whether they trade him or not this year. They were talking about how he might give up eight hits in a game, but it's, still only give up one or two runs. Unfortunately. Because he just knows how to manage it. Right, right. Unfortunately, until we get a bat in our lineup, two runs can beat us. Well, we've been pretty hot lately. Lately. The last two weeks. I we've think we're been, six out of the last ten. We've been scoring runs pretty at a much better clip and I'm excited about that. Or we took the last two series, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we need to take this series. And we need to win well, we should have won on Tuesday night. Yes, we, we lost should. in the ninth. That was ugly. Last night was a nice looking win. We looked good pretty much all the way. And through. we kept the lead. Yeah. And our relievers held the lead. Eli Morgan. Eli Morgan. Actually the long hair did some pitching that's, last that's night. That's right. It was I was a little nervous about Bybee. Because to start the game, he walks a guy. Right. And that's the guy who comes across the plate in the first inning to give them the immediate lead. Well, I was listening to the game on the radio, and they said he, he, he's trying too hard to find his, his spots. And they said by the second inning, he settled into a groove. Well, he did look better. And it, there was a guy behind us just ragging on him hardcore, calling him Tanner. Come on, Tanner! I was like, that must be his dad. He calls him by his first yeah, name. Yeah, yeah. I taught you better than that, son. Come on. <laughs> oh, Don't be walking the first batter. I'd be like, chill, brother. <laughs> I was just laughing in my head. Right, right. All right, check this out, though. So we have pretty good seats, as you know, because yes. you sit in the we, games half we, the time. We share them. <laughs> um, so the wifey and I are down at the park. We're... Uh, in our section, 163, row double A, seats one and two, right on the aisle. Love the aisle seat. I'm all about the aisle. So I look at the wife and I say, I have a feeling we're going to catch a foul ball today. Now that, a, that is incredible that you actually said that. I said it out loud. I said, I have a feeling foul balls are going to be hit. Because when you say it out loud, you, you can't take it back. And we're going to catch a foul ball today. I was like, I just feel it. And she was like, well, you better catch it because I'm not catching it. If it comes at us, you better protect me. And I was like, I'll, I got you. Right. So first couple of innings, foul balls are flying over into our section. Well, we're in between third and home. We're Yeah, we're almost looking right at third base. Right, right. So you have a chance for a foul ball to just go up and come down. but A pop fly. You also have a chance for the foul ball to get hit and then bounce off like the suites or the club, well, it's not club seats over there, it's suites. Right. Or the 400 section wall. Right. And then fall back down. Well, and we must say that we are blessed with a, a screen in front of us so they can't scream into our seats. Yeah, it's not going to. So it's got to go over the screen somehow. Yeah. Okay. And so one gets hit and I'm, I watch it and I see it coming right over our head. 
So I actually turn my back on it and turn and face the crowd because I just, I, I'm thinking to myself, it's either going to go into the 400s or it's going to hit the wall and bounce back down. And that's exactly what it did. It's spinning a million miles an hour. It hits the wall and bounces straight at me. It's flying right down at me. In fact, so much that the ball hits the heel of my right hand, just smacks it and bounces out and lands in the road directly in front of us. And the, I'll say kid, but he was drinking a beer, so I guess he was at least 21. He was an adult. He, so the he just reach, He doesn't even have to get out of his seat. He just reaches down, oh. picks it up. It plucks a fly ball that should be That yours. should have been in my hand. It hit my hand. Yes. If it touches and, and, your hand, you got to catch it. We always say that. And what else do we say? Two hands. Two hands, always. And the wife is like, got the death grip on me. She's got both hands like on one of my chest, one on my back, like holding on to me because the ball's flying at us. And I just reach up one hand and try and just grab it with my right hand. And I should have... Should have had the lefty there to rein it in. Rain I'm it. so mad. I have caught a foul ball before. I have one from Jose. Um, but you're, you're this lucky. one would have been Brennan, I believe. Brennan, you're lucky though because when you see these foul balls, especially if they hit off the wall behind you, they are coming fast. It well, and I it was spinning right so fast. It was it just you're lucky it didn't hit you in the head. Just I have a little more coordination than that. Line's gone. <laughs> Uh, so let me tell my foul ball story. So back in the 90s when we had those super teams, I had a friend who had seats in like the third last row right behind home plate. And this is, you know, this is 20 years ago, so the screens weren't as protective as they are now. Yeah, no, definitely. Okay, so I was in the third last row right behind home plate, and this foul ball came screaming at me. And before I could raise my right hand, so this is going up, you know, takes a second before not it, like a fraction yeah of a, a fraction second. of a, a second. tenth of a second okay in that time the foul ball went from the batter's hand right into my hand at like 90 miles an hour just screaming yeah and it hit my hand so hard i screamed jesus christ <laughs> did you catch it no it, it just bounced flew. off my hand and went into the aisle but for three innings after that people came up to me how's your hand how's your hand well i could i felt the spot that the ball hit, like the heel yeah, of the my heel hand, of hand, I felt it for the next like two or three innings. Oh, I kept bet. pointing at it to was it to the wife, and I was like, I can feel right where it, right. like it should be mine, was but it, I see it. Was it all red? It really didn't get red, but it tingled. Okay, you know, it was a little tingly for about three innings, and I see the kid in front of me with the ball sticking out of his shorts pocket, and I'm thinking, man, that should have been mine. Right. Right. So well, we have one more thing about, and I want you to explain how it's a sports connection. Okay. Oh, you mean the Quebec fires? The Quebec fires. Okay. Well, we were sitting on your porch today. Right. Looking at downtown Cleveland and saying, man, it is hazy outside today. And 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 the reason I said that was because I was, uh, I, I went to the practice range yesterday and I was hitting my ball. You were golfing. I was golfing. Thank you. And I, uh, you know, it's a white ball. And as you, when it goes up in that white, hazy that sky, haze. you just lose it. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's very hazy. And it's because that uh, the, w what they're saying anyway, and I believe them, it's because of these forest fires in Canada. Right. And it's so bad in New York City. 
that they actually canceled the Yankees game last night. They're playing a doubleheader today because the air quality was just so bad. I wonder how much closer uh, New York City is to Quebec than we are. I know Quebec is like 12 hours away. Well, it's up in Montreal, right? Right, right. Montreal, I should say, is in Quebec. Quebec's like the province. Right. And but there's also Quebec City, right? Uh, I don't know my Canadian geography okay. all that okay. well. I just know that Toronto's right across the lake, and that's where we typically go. And then Montreal is in Quebec, which is much further north. Right. So, anyways. It's, a, it's a long ways. It is a way. I, I've driven home from there a couple of times. But we've had these weird winds coming off the lake from the north, and mm-hmm. that doesn't happen that often. So it, it, I don't know what's going on with this forest fire, but it's playing hell with our weather right now. Yes, it is. And they're, they are also forecasting, you know, uh, stay indoors. You know, there's oh, particulate matter. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I was shocked to hear that. I'm driving home uh, from work yesterday listening to the radio, and in the little news segment, they were talking about how in New York, they're telling people to stay in because the air quality is so bad that if you're outside for three hours, it's the equivalent of smoking six cigarettes. Holy mackerel. Yeah. Wow. Six cigarettes and like just by breathing. Just by walking outside. Yeah. Wow. I thought that was... That's very interesting. Yeah. Kind of a... You know, as a smoker, you're like, six cigarettes. Right. I did that, that by noon. That's, most, that's a half hour. I was, I was done by... I had that done by noon most days. But now that I've quit smoking for almost 10 years, I'm like, man. That's a lot. That's a lot. So kind of crazy how... You know, the outdoors has become a part of the of the Red Squared podcast, yeah, you know, right. between the ticks and the forest fires. It's taken over. I know. We forget about, you know, uh, politics and current events. We'll just become outdoorsmen after this. <laughs> don't touch that dial. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Would you like to hear from some guys who don't know what they're talking about? <laughs> Tune into Red Square. All right. It is no, time. It's time for the... Ginger Report. Report. And I bet you, bet you, (laughs) I know what this is about. You are way too punny. (laughs) Again. We're going to talk today about sports betting. Sports betting. The sports books opened up in Ohio. In? January 1st of this year. January 1st. And today is what? June 8th? Yes. Today is June 8th. And it's taken over the airways, by the way. Uh, it's, It's amazing to me how, like... You would hear about people going to the horse track and betting every day, and they were such losers. They were such degenerates. He's at the track every day. What a degenerate gambler. Right. Now, people bet on sports not only every day, but like multiple times every day. The difference, I think, is now they use their phones. Exactly. Well, I actually got signed up a little bit later than I wanted to. I wanted to be signed up right away, but because it's only legal in Ohio, I thought, oh, I'll be able to sign up on this road trip because my wife and I were driving back to Nebraska for Christmas this year to see my family. And I thought, well, we're going to have 17 hours. I'll either sign up or have the wife sign up for me while we're on the road trip. But unfortunately, the phone realizes you're not in Ohio. Right. You're not allowed to make bets. Sports bets. From Ohio. Because you have to physically be located in Ohio to make the bets. Right. So I got signed up in the middle of January. I got a. It's still six months ago. Pretty just yeah, about. It really is. I got. I deposited 
$25 into my DraftKings account. Okay, DraftKings is one of the major... One of the big uh, national sports books. Advertisers. You see them on commercials everywhere. Everywhere. Um, I actually got a referral from a guy my wife works with. And because of that, I got a free $25 bet. I also got their promotion where deposit 25 bucks, make your first bet, and you get $200 in free bets. And this is the thing that has drawn so many people in is the free bets. And that's what they pushed for the first two months. Free bets, free bets, oh, free yeah. bets. No, totally. It was like, and the, the way they did it was not what I expected. You just got eight $25 bets. So you had to bet $25 at a time. Which is a chunk of change. You had to do it. You had eight chances to do it. And you only had two weeks. If you didn't make those bets within the first two weeks of opening your account, they just went away. So initially, my strategy was bet these long shot parlays because I'm thinking, well, if I put 25 bucks on this, I'm going to win $925. It's probably not going to happen, but if I could catch one of these with th free money, right. I'll have my account loaded forever. Right. And, you, they, and you, like you said, they had you make those bets. You, you, you couldn't make a $2 bet. No, nope, it had to be bet. a $25 bet. Right. And this is right around the time of the Super Bowl. So initially, I'm making these crazy football bets. None of them are hitting. And these are $25 bets. $25 bets. You know, that would win 700, 900, whatever. None of them were hitting. And then finally, I'm like, man, if I want any money in my account, I better make a couple of reasonable bets so that I actually have money in my account to bet with after these promotions that are you can you can choose. Did you put money in your account then? Oh, I had your own put, money? I had to put the initial $25 in. Okay. That was like how I opened my account, how right. I got the free $200 in bets, and then I got an extra bet because of the referral. Okay. okay. Um, so how did you get down to the smaller bets? Well, once you make the bet and it wins, then that's money in your account that you can do anything you want. Oh, okay. So finally, when I was down to like four bets, I was like, okay, I've already used five of these. I've used up more than half on these, trying to take these chances. These outlandish bets. Exactly. So then I started betting a little bit more reasonable on the calves. And they won a couple bets for me. And then I made Smaller a Smaller bets, right? No, I had to do the 25. 25s, okay. And then I did a Super Bowl bet that won 25. So I ended up having like 75 bucks that I could do whatever I want with right. in so my you, account from that. You got rid of the requirements to make eight $25 bets. And you, ended up with 75. So, so you had $75 to work with and you made smaller bets. Yeah, my strategy was not that good initially looking back on it. But I was like, it's free money. Why not just go for it? Right. Well, I should have made reasonable bets and built my account up a little more. Well, you were new to the game. I was. I didn't know really. It was, to me, I was just like, it's free money, so right. who cares? Right. So, but you but you learned to play smarter mm -hmm. with the smaller bets. And started, started making up my own parlays instead of just going with the ones that the sports book builds. I didn't realize at first I could pick my own parlays. So, I started doing that, started betting on March Madness, winning some money. I, I built that account up to 170 from the 75. Right. And it all still, boy. You, well, all free money right. except for my initial, for initial $25. $25. So, if you have $175 that you built up from 25 But I lost it all back. Right. But that's betting. Yeah. I, I, I got hot, 
So give me a, a I like picked a, a winner on golf. I picked Chris Kirk to win uh, some one-off tournament, and he did, and it won me like a hundred. No, it won me seventy-eight dollars. Wow, that's a nice on one. like a three-dollar bet. Who was the guy that you bet on? We were watching the first round. Oh my god! And he was leading by that like, Scott guy. Yeah, I'd never heard of him, but. <laughs> He's like winning the first round big time. I was like, well, I got to put a couple bucks on this guy. And I kept guy. saying to you, this is the first round, Jarvis. You were like, he, has a, he has a one in three years. You were like, don't do it. He has, yeah, he doesn't have a PGA chan- or a PGA win in three years. Oh, and he totally just crapped the bed. By the, the next day, he was out of it. He was completely out yeah. of the top ten. I don't even think he finished in the top no, twenty. No, it was ugly. But I do like to, I read up on these golf tournaments. And I'll place just a few dollars. So give me an example of like a $2 bet or a $4 bet. All right. So I love making a $2 bets on golf. Like I'm going to pick Scotty Scheffler to win the the Genesis Invitational. Is that this weekend? No, that was an old one. Oh, okay. I, I don't even, last week was the Memorial Tournament. Right. This week I've got five bucks on Rory to be in the top five. To have a top bet. five finish, and then I have two bucks on who was the other one I bet on. I didn't even have to go back and look at my bets, but they gave me a bonus, so I went for it. All right, go, go tell me about your baseball bets. I love my my baseball bets. I've been loving because you can do it almost every day of the week. I do a same game parlay with the Guardians. All right, so when you bet, this is not like I'm betting who will win as in days of old, but this is like betting on individual players. You can bet on who will win, but I've sort of gotten away from that. Right. I bet on player performance mostly. Right. Like I That's bet- the new thing with betting is you'll bet on if somebody gets a hit or if they're a football player, how many yards they pass for. Yeah, exactly. Knows. On these stats, these prop bets. So prop means what? Proposition bets, just like yeah. you're betting on something to happen, but not the outcome of the right, game. Right, right. So I, I will usually Or pay. probability, is that it, maybe? No, I'm pretty sure it's proposition. Okay. Um, I'll bet Stephen Kwan gets a hit, Jose Ramirez gets a hit, and then I'll just pick one other guy on the Guardians who I think will get a hit. And that's where the betting comes in. because Rosario, right, Naylor, right. Bell, kind of looking at the odds, trying to pick. And then because the Guardians haven't been scoring very many runs, I'll usually throw on there uh, the total. The total for both teams will be 11 runs or less. Or you know, and, runs or less. when you watch sporting events now, they often, at the very onset of televised events, will have the, you can bet on the totals or what the percentage is for this. Oh, they advertise that Every like crazy. Time. Um, I've been watching the NBA playoffs a lot. You know, we're into the finals. I've been making bets on the NBA playoffs. Of course. And Charles Barkley had his, I think he's associated with the FanDuel site. Okay. So he's like, on FanDuel, take the Charles Barkley parlay, and it'd be like five different things. But bet two bucks and win 14 or something like that. You know, it's, it's crazy how... Well, it's a, you know, it's a little How safer. mainstream betting is. Betting, well, I was just talking with the guy at work, though. And he was like, yeah, my buddy went crazy. He, during the, I think it was the 76ers series, the Suns, maybe it was the Suns. I can't remember who he was saying. But just randomly one day, they're all hanging out watching basketball together. Just He's way younger than me, so him and a bunch of his right. buddies. They're more tuned to their phones and all that stuff. His buddy's like, ah, I think I'm going to put a thousand on the Suns. 
And everyone was like, what? And he was like, you're right, you're right. Let me make it 500 So he bet $500 on the Suns. To, to win, win the, the No, just to win that game that oh day. And they lost the game that day. Yeah. And he was like, my buddy doesn't bet anymore. And I was like, well, it sounds like that's a good thing. Yeah. You know, like, my wife was like, what happens if you become addicted? I was like, baby, I'm already addicted. But we can afford it when I make right. 2 to $5 when bets. you're not playing with your money. I'm not trying to See, play. See, I wonder what happens when you cross that line. Well, here's the other thing. My DraftKings account right now is in terrible condition. Right. How much do you have? Less than $10 okay. is left. But wait, and this is very common with bettors, you have another account. I, well, because... The Bet365 Sportsbook had such a ridiculous offer during March Madness. And what was that? Deposit $5, and they will give you $365 in free bets. And there were no... That's like screaming for you to bet. There were no limitations on it. I Immediately, I could start making 50-cent bets with that money if I wanted to. Wait. And I had 90 days. You had... Five dollars and you got three hundred and sixty-five dollars. The name of the sports book is Bet Three Sixty Five. Bet okay. every day. So of that the was year. the promotion. And it was March Madness. So for March Madness, deposit five, get three sixty-five. That is like betting crack. I immediately immediately did that and immediately took the free money. I didn't learn my lesson from the last one. Well, I sort of did, but I made all these season-long bets on the Guardians right away. I was like, I'm going to use. A hundred dollars worth of their free money, right? And just start picking stuff. That, but that I like the long term bets. So I bet Jose. Did you write these down, They're in my account. Okay. So Jose would hit at least thirty home runs. That's and a tough bet this year. Not, he hit twenty nine last year, so right. I thought, come on, with Josh Bell backing him up, he should see more pitches. He should get walked less, but he doesn't have the power. So Neither of them are performing. Well I right know. Now. I bet that the Guardians would win the division. I bet that they would win the American League. I bet that they would win the World Series. I bet that they would win at least 90 games. Wait, you bet the Guardians would win the World Series? Yes. How? Only five bucks, five but if bucks? they win it, I think I win, what is it, $165 or something? They were, no, it's, maybe it's not that much. I think they were... 23 to 1, so maybe if I win, I win $115. Uh -huh. Whatever, you'll win a lot of money. Yeah, that, I was just like, and it's free money, and there's so much of it that I'm going to do it. Now, my my draft can, or my uh, Bet365 account is still doing pretty good. It's It basically ranges between $175 and $200. I've been winning some good parlays, betting on the Nuggets and Jokic Wait, and Mull. Wait, talk about parlays again. Um... Par you can do crazy parlays yeah. where you place bets on all kinds of different stuff and different games. and You could do a parlay where this UFC fighter is going to win by knockout. This guy's going to score a goal in the hockey finals. This dude is going to have three shots on goal in the soccer match. This woman's going to win two sets. So you can do a parlay on different sports oh. at the same time? You could, like, there are people who have done crazy stuff, made 15 different bets, and put... $10 on it and won $12,000 yeah. or something crazy. I've heard of that also. You know? But uh, I mostly do what's called same game parlays where I will just pick one game like the Nuggets Heat. And like last night, I bet on that actually. I bet Jokic would have at least 23 points. Jokic is their star player. Yeah, every, well, if you don't know who Jokic is, then you're not watching basketball. My sister won't know. Um, <laughs> 
I bet Murray would have at least 20. Murray's uh, like a, a shooting guard. He's for, for the Nuggets. For the Nuggets. Uh, Jimmy Butler is the Heat star, and I bet he would have at least 20. I bet Gabe Vincent, the Heat uh, point guard or shooting guard, one or the other, I don't know for sure which, would have at least two threes. Because he had five threes in game two. Okay. He only had one. Totally ruined my bet. Five bucks was going to win me like $22. So you had four different aspects Jokic, to your parlay. Yep. Jokic points, Murray points, Butler points. All those things happened. And Gabe, well, so and Vincent Gabe, blew your actually parlay. five because I bet Gabe Vincent would have at least nine points, which he did, but he didn't make two threes. Right. And that ruined the entire parlay. So, so you, five, you, you five points four, to your parlay. And one ruined it. You pick four out of five, doesn't matter. That, Sorry. That's the hard part. And that's is. what they're gambling, dare I say it, that's what they're gambling on. Well, I was talking with some of my friends and who are way into betting on golf. And they're like, it, the, the sports book don't want you to make those almost guaranteed bets. Like, Scotty Scheffler will finish in the top 40. You got to bet 100 bucks to win 10 bucks. But that doesn't make sense. It's almost guaranteed it's going to happen. Right. So if you're willing to take that risk, you can do it. But then that goes to do you remember the NFL playoffs? This got a lot of press. When uh, Jacksonville was losing by 28 points at halftime, and some guy bet a little over a million dollars that Jacksonville would lose the game, and he was only going to win like $11,000. But he thought, well, it's a sure thing. How could they possibly come back from 28 Why would you bet a million dollars to win 11000 Because he thought it was a guarantee. He thought, well, this is a really easy way for me to just get ten grand. Right. But then they came back and freaking and won. won the game. Yeah. And that dude's out over a million dollars. And there, and, and therein lies the danger in, in sports betting. Well, the hip-hop guy, Drake... You know, the Canadian, yes. he is famous for making ridiculously big bets. Betting half a million or three quarters of a million dollars on a game. Uh, he does it all the time, and he'll win some, but he'll lose them. And I guess when you've got that many millions, still, man, even if you've got a $100 million, doesn't it sting a little bit to lose a million dollars? I would think so. I would think so. Well... You and I know so. <laughs> so anyways, what's interesting about this is I've watched you... Uh, hey, I've got you sucked into it a few times. Yeah. We'll come over to like talk about what we're going to do on podcast or do a little research. I'll throw up some obscure college basketball game and be like, what do you think, Red? Bet the overs or the unders. And then we watched it. And then you're sucked <laughs> into it. It's just that easy. Yeah. And what did I put on it? Three bucks? Three two bucks? bucks? And I think you, you bet for the total... To the over under, and we had like like it's three minutes to make ten points, and, and they didn't know it. I know. <laughs> well, I was doing that like if the wife and I like during college basketball, it was the best because if you know we take lots of walks, so we would take a walk and end up stopping somewhere to grab lunch or brunch or something, and there'd be a college basketball game on, and I'd be like, "All right, baby, who do you think is going to win?" She'd tell me, "I say I'm going to put two bucks on it. Let's watch this game." Right. Or I did it on. Freaking tennis one time. Oh my god! And I didn't know anything about either one of the guys playing tennis, but we were locked in. We could not stop staring at this tennis. Well, match. and that's when you bet. Uh, uh, it, it 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 in 
intensifies your interest. I know when we do the pools at, your, at oh, for, the school. For, yeah, for, yeah. For March Madness. Oh, the NFL. Yes, yeah, so yeah. you watch every game because you bet on it. You know. Yeah. Last year I watched more football than I have in 25 years. And it is like, and that's the thing. If I started betting 50, 100, 200 dollars on a bet, it would no longer be fun. It would be completely anxiety. Yeah, nerve wracking, inducing right. panic. But when I'm betting between two and ten dollars, it's just fun, and, and I get enough of a rush when my parlay hits, right? And I get that text that says congratulations, and I'm like, hell yeah, that four dollars just got me twenty three bucks. What's up? That algorithm is working for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They've got me sucked in. They like the wifey said, what happens if you get addicted? Baby, I'm already addicted. Right. But we can afford it when I'm only betting two to five dollars. And you're not betting your, or you're not using your money basically. Well, no. I put so far, I have deposited thirty dollars of my own money into these two accounts. Okay, and let's 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 give some context there. You put thirty dollars in, and then you've been betting for six months. Yeah. Right. Right. Six months ago, I deposited. Well, six months ago, I put in the twenty-five, and then like two months later, I put in five more. Right. Right. That's, that. that's incredible. And man, if somehow the Guardians get hot and start doing something, I could really actually cash in on a few of these bets. Well, we always hope that. Well, well thank you for telling me all about your little world of betting, it, sports betting. It is such an interesting thing. It's really fun. And I think as long as you keep it at entertainment stakes, it is just that. But, but the guy who bet, what, $500 on the Suns? The guy who's trying to pay his mortgage, right? Because he's like, "Oh man, I gotta, I gotta hit this bet." Like that's when it starts that's causing problems, and, and it, it, it happens. It does. All right. But it was a fun one today. It I can't was believe great. we had such a wild morning getting ready for this. How's your arm feeling? Is it swelling no, up? Whoa! <laughs> what the hell is that growing out of my arm? I thought you said we got that tick. Dear, take my. No, you're fine. You're fine. Alright, Rob. Sounds good. This was another fabulous episode of Red Squared.